What's up, crew? It's time for a quick podcast here. Going to record this live, of course, on YouTube as always. So if you're out there, if you get the notifications, jump in live. Well, we can uh, maybe have a conversation. You're allowed to participate out there in the live comments. So remember that wherever you might be in replay. Uh, for the matter of record here, February 15th, 2021. I got to go super long because we do got the CloverTech Podcast Lounge uh, going down later tonight. But a couple things come across my radar that I thought we should talk about. Uh, Texas, uh, if you're not aware, has been putting forth, every legislative session has been putting forth some um, permitless carry or constitutional carry bills, been introducing them in the uh, state house as well as the state senate. Uh, we're on a biannual legislative session type schedule. So uh, one of the beautiful things about Texas is our state legislature only meets every other year. And that's great because that's half the opportunity to screw things up, which we know that uh, government is more apt to screw things up than they are fix stuff. Right. But that's a drawback too, in a lot of ways, because, you know, we have to wait an extra year to reintroduce certain things that we haven't gotten yet. Constitutional carry, permitless carry being one of those things. Um, want to give a quick shout out. We're going to take a look at six bills really quickly here. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Texas State Rifle Association because I was able to very quickly pull the links up for each of these. Uh, and as always, I'm going to tell you, whether you live in Texas or you're just interested in what these bills say, uh, don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody else there out there talking head on YouTube, whatever. Uh, always go read the legislation and read these articles and read these things for yourself. Um, and we're not going to get real deep off into the weeds on any of these six, but um, we've got, I think, four coming out of the House that's been introduced in the House, I should say, um, four or five, four. And then we've got one that is a uh, joint bill with the Senate and then one that was introduced in the Senate. Uh, and for those that don't know how the legislative makeup works, yes, there is are some people out there that are that way. Uh, the way that it works is you've got to pass it in the House and the Senate or vice versa. Uh, same language to the bill, basically. Uh, then it goes to the governor's desk to be signed. So it can be introduced in either, but it has to pass both, right? And uh, we got a pretty good shot at these. I don't think Senate uh, is near the hangup that we have in Texas as we do uh, over in the house, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm going to screen share these again. We're not going to be uh, looking at just a, uh, you know, reading the whole things, but with this being state uh, sponsored state legislation, right? Uh, it's not like these behemoth thousand page federal bills. I mean, these are 15 to 20 pages. Maybe a lot of that is, uh, just standard legal jargon and junk. So real easy to go through. And I would, uh, yeah, I would recommend again that you go to your own homework on these. So i uh, going to break these up now. And uh, hopefully since I'm flying solo, I got to make sure that I'm screen sharing and everything here. But uh, yeah, look at these as I open each one, I'll have to close it. Uh, first one is a house bill 1927. I've been introduced by Representative Schaefer, and uh, I have not done my homework to know, you know, what district he's from, but obviously you would want to reach out to your congressman, uh, your representative, I should say, your senator, 
uh, whatever there in Texas, and especially if it is uh, Schaefer, say, hey, you're 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 behind this. Maybe you're against it. That's a possibility too, right? Um, read through these and make your uh, make your assumptions from there, I guess. But 20 pages on this bill. Uh, again, uh, HB 1927, uh, a bill to be entitled, so uh, uh, an act uh, relating to carrying of a firearm by a person 21 years of age or older and who is not otherwise prohibited from possessing the firearm and to criminal offenses otherwise related to the carrying of a firearm uh, and creating criminal in, uh, offenses. So this act shall be known as the Firearm Carry Act of 2021. And basically, if you scroll down through this and read again, I'm going to, uh, well, say again, there's there's links down in the description. Go through these if you so choose. But as you scroll through these, you quickly see this has a lot to do with education code, with penal code. Uh, this is changing. Here's here's another you know reference to penal code. Um, notice that they've stricken. Uh, some of the code, notice these mark throughs in here that we see. And yes, if you're out there in audio, you're like, well, I can't see that. <laughs> but um, it's basically this is, you know, we've got six different bills and none of them are perfect in my opinion. They're all like bits and pieces. So they kind of need to come together. I guess you could pass them separately and maybe the way the legislature deals with stuff. I do not know that specific way. Uh, but as we go through these, hopefully fairly quickly here, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Each of these kind of deal with a, a different aspect. This particular one has to deal with like criminal code or the penal code, right? And so it changes up uh, the language as far as the definition of basically somebody in possession of a firearm or carrying a firearm. That's what we get uh, with this one. Again, I'm not going to go real heavy. Just wanted to make sure these were on everybody's radar. And then from there, you do your own homework. You do your own due diligence. But uh, yeah, Texas House Bill 1927. Uh, it's going to be this one. Again, that basically has to do with uh, criminal offenses, penal code, that sort of thing. So uh, with that, we'll stop the screen share there. I'm going to get rid of that window. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to screen share another one because we've got six we've got to try to burn through here real quickly. Because we do have the uh, Lounge podcast I've got to get to here in just a uh, just a couple of hours. So let's get this one open. Uh, and this is representative, representative, if I can talk, uh, Biederman, Biederman, however you pronounce that. If he's your representative, then, uh, yeah, you know who he is. Scrolling down uh, 54 pages in this one. It's like, eh, so a lot. Uh, this one, too, best I can go through. Uh, has a lot to do with uh, with the criminal classification with carrying a firearm, penal code, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and this is House Bill 1238. Uh, again, links down below. Uh, it says, relating to provisions governing, governing the carrying of a firearm by a person who is not otherwise prohibited by state or federal law from possessing the firearm and to other provisions related to the carrying, possession, transporting, or storing of firearms. This act shall be known as the Texas Constitutional Carry Act of 2021. Uh, and again, as you scroll, we scroll through this, we can see uh, a lot of strikings, a lot of mark through with um, uh, penal code here, references a lot of penal code. Um, and just reinforcing here by saying the person is not otherwise prohibited by law from possessing 
a firearm uh, and possesses or goes with a handgun. So, uh, and then they strike some stuff. They strike out the concealed portion of this, uh, which is nice. Again, they're striking out government code. They're striking out penal code. Uh, just changing a um, a lot of stuff up in here. So, uh, yeah, be sure that you go check this one out as well. Uh, and I'll scroll up so we can get the number one more time. But, yeah, representative, since this is the House bill, Biderman, Biederman, B-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N-N, for those out there in audio world who are not looking at a screen, uh, HB, uh, which is House Bill 1238 on this one. And, again, big shout-out, big thanks to uh, Texas State Rifle Association who made these uh, pretty easy to uh, to snag up for you guys to be able to throw them on the screen here and uh, kind of make you aware of what's going on. And you can see them there and see that they are real, real bills, right? So here we go with another one. This is our third out of the six. Uh, this is the shortest one of all, <laughs> um, which is uh, four pages. Now, this one here um, is Oliverson, Representative Oliverson, looks like. Uh, and uh, so, again, be contacting your representatives, your senators, your state senators and representatives here in Texas. Uh, once you go over these bills and just, just rattle them off, if you agree with all of, all of these, then rattle them off and say, hey, get, get all of these passed, right? Uh, House Bill uh, 1094, House Bill 1094. Four uh, says relating to authorizing certain persons to carry a handgun without a license. So wording is a little bit different on this one. So sort of like a constitutional carry, it's a without a license, which is basically the same thing. Um, and then we go down here. It says uh, section one. Uh, the penal code is amended by adding basically the following subsections. Right. Um, which basically says, hey, you've got all of these things. Now, some of the stuff in here says that you don't have a temporary ex parte order issued, which, um, yeah, red flags come up and things like that when we talk about that. And while Texas doesn't technically have red flag, um, we have some similar, you know, some similar issues. That's one of the misconceptions that you see in here a lot uh, with red flag laws is somebody wants to make it out like they're this big, huge boogeyman. And so they're, they've taken existing protection orders that were in play that were already really iffy and borderline, and they just ramped them up on steroids, right? Um, people want to have this misconception, especially a lot of the young bucks out there that have just kind of got into the political game and how it works and, and 2A and everything else, and they don't understand that a lot of this risk protection and stuff like that's been around for many, many, many years, right? Um, they've just ramped it up with the quote-unquote red flag portions to where it is uh, uh, easier easier to abuse it, let's say, right? Um, so yeah, it does mention that that you know with this that is one thing that would prohibit you, and I, and I think we know that uh, all in all, right? Uh, as we run down through here, we see code of criminal procedure. Uh, again, not not a huge uh, bill here, and so uh, it's just talking about definitions in the penal code, blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, so nothing, I mean, what do you do, right? I mean, if you, if you're going to allow constitutional carry, you just remove it from being a, a penalty, right? You move it from being illegal. You move it from 
being a statute from it breaking the law. And that's what we're seeing on these bills. It's like, hey, we're we're just going to remove this language from the penal code. And then, therefore, the penal code says nothing about anybody carrying a firearm. So, therefore, you can, if you're legally able to own said firearm and uh, purchase said firearm and blah, 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 you can, uh, obviously, you can carry it, right? So, again, this is uh, Representative Oliverson, if I can get my words out here. Why do congressmen, senators, whatever, have a lot of times weird names, right? You miss one as simple as Ted Cruz, right? I mean, it's like, real quick, Ted Cruz, right? Uh, of course, he is, you know, at the federal level, of course. These have nothing to do with him. But, yeah, Oliverson here. So, if he's your guy, or regardless if he's not, again, read over these. Links are in the uh, uh comment section below wherever you're watching or listening this right uh links are down there below uh this is house bill 1094 real short real sweet uh four pages here so let's stop this we've still got three more on deck we've got to uh look at and then we'll get the uh get the heck out of here so we're going to share the screen one more time i got to share for each tab and my apologies for that uh let's find the house bill we got one more House bill, then we've got the joint resolution, then we've got the Senate bill. So, and we may do the Senate bill and then the joint resolution. Um, this one, House Bill 1587. And we finally got here a uh, representative that's easy to say, Representative White. So, um, now is that Rich White? Makes me wonder, right? Did Rich, uh, Rich White, did uh, the 1% move to uh, Texas and become a congressman i don't know uh quite a few pages on this as far as pages go 32 but again a lot of dead space a lot of weird stuff that's not a hard read um but we've got uh hb 1587 by representative white just going to skim over this real quick what is it doing this one again changing the penal code uh relating to provisions governing the carrying of a handgun by certain unlicensed persons uh and to other revisions provisions relating to carrying possessing transporting or storing of a firearm providing criminal penalties uh and it also says that it is uh penal code is amended right so um so this right there says uh, a person uh commits an offense if the person intentionally knowingly or recklessly carries on or about his person a handgun and a motorcycle watercraft that is owned by the person under the person's control at any such time in which uh, the handgun is in plain view. Uh, it says unless you're licensed to carry a handgun, right? And so that strikes that. So that's uh, that's interesting. That that it's like okay, well, it don't matter if you've got a license or not now, right? Uh, and so they're really taking a lot of the concealed. If you see out of here, there's another redaction uh, in the government code and the penal code. Uh, as it deals with conceal. I don't know, honestly, and just skimming through this. And again, uh, just came across my radar today. Thanks to Texas State Rifle Association. Mainly the, the thing is with this was just to come on for 15, 20 minutes, half hour, how long it takes to go through these real quickly, get them on your radar, radar provide some links uh, and move forward. Hopefully some other people pick them up, run with them uh, and give you some really good. Um, uh, yeah. Give you some really good, insider information on specifics but um you know the specifics everybody's going to read them a little differently and that's why i always say go do your homework links are below um but yeah talking about changing the government code here 
uh, and adding or if unlicensed, it's not prohibited, right, from carrying. So, uh, again, it's basically kind of whitewashing. Again, we've got one if unlicensed, not prohibited by state or federal law from carrying a handgun. So, basically, it's saying if you're licensed, you're covered on this, right? If you're a uh, LTC, a license to carry in the, in the state of Texas, which I am, have been for many, many years. Um, but this is just adding that, that caveat for unlicensed that as long as you're legally owned, basically you can do the exact same thing um, that you can as far as, uh, as having an LTC, right? Uh, now, one of the perks, again, now it does, uh, you'll see that uh, it, it talks about carrying a handgun while the person is intoxicated. So uh, it strikes out the uh, specifics of the license holder, if you'll see here, right? So this is just changing up the penal code, trying to cover all the bases, I think. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts on all of these these six bills. Um, hopefully in committee or something, hopefully a few of them get combined because I'm seeing some things in some that are not in others. And so, again, this is dealing with stuff like being intoxicated and making sure that, you know, we got to make sure that there's no loophole there, right? So if you're licensed and you can get in trouble if you're carrying while you're intoxicated and you're licensed, well, that that criminal code, penal code, has to be modified, right, to say that that same thing applies to people that are unlicensed. Otherwise, if you just say, oh, we're going to allow unlicensed carry, then potentially you've got no criminal recourse, right, for people that are drunk and, and open carrying. Um, so constitutional carrying, let's say. And so that's why it's said up here, uh, it says, uh, the, the semicolon right here, and it says providing criminal penalties, right? It's kind of talking about, uh, some of that. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't think anybody argues with the fact that you probably shouldn't be intoxicated and carrying a firearm around. Probably not the, uh, the best idea if you're going to go out on the town and, uh, and party. Uh, my opinion, anyway, <laughs> you might, your judgment's going to be impaired if you're intoxicated. And I think we all agree that you really need to be in sound mind and have pretty decent judgment. Uh, your wits about you pretty well, uh, surroundings and stuff like that. If you're going to uh, carry and or potentially have to uh, have to use a firearm. Right. Uh, again, uh, Representative White on this one, House Bill 1587. Links are uh, links are below. So let's jump. I'm closing these windows as I go along, but we've got two more. We've got a, a joint resolution, which is a joint uh, bill proposed uh, both in the Senate and the House. That's one that has the, the most likelihood of one passing. It's one normally that starts out that way, quite honestly, because both houses are kind of aware it's, it's going on. Uh, and then we've got a Senate. And so Texas Senate is not is not super huge. Uh, and so normally you don't see a lot of... Uh, uh, bills of this nature even originate in the Senate, to be quite honestly. They usually kind of clean up language and other things with stuff that's introduced in the House. Um, might add another thing that in total, there was one that I could not find. I know Texas State Rifle Association addressed it, and they said there was no less than seven bills out there. And I could only really find these six. Um, but there may be more, honestly, that was introduced. And what's kind of neat about that, I talked when this podcast first started, I talked about how um, every other year, because that's when the Texas legislature meets, I talked about how every other year 
we've got these bills introduced to get constitutional carry, to get constitutional carry. And I think we're up to what, 17, 19 states, something like that now uh, that have it. So Texas is super behind the curve in this, uh, especially since we're so far ahead of the game with our license to carry um, and a lot of other other gun laws that um, I think that. You know, I think we're, we've been working that way a long time. I think it's it's coming. I think we'll we'll get there. With I've said it in the last couple of years, I said in the next within the next five, simply because we have to wait every other year before we even have a session to introduce. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, with all of that being said, with historically, with all that's been introduced, I don't know that constitutional carry, permitless carry. I don't know that there's been this many stuff this many bills introduced in a year, right? I know that there was some fear mongers out there that will make you want to think that the 27 bills, anti-gun bills or whatever this session was just horrible for Texas, but there was 60 something last session, right? Um, so they're fear mongering. You making you think that Texas has gone wacko or that Texas is turning blue or that some crazy stuff. And the truth of the matter is um, there's a lot of, anti-2A bills that get introduced in Texas um, every single year. Um, some of them are very, very minor. Some of them are big, huge things. Um, a few of the little minor things get through. Uh, but again, go watch my video. If you haven't on that, it's 20 minutes. But go watch my video on breaking down Texas turning blue. And I talk about some of those minor bills, uh, minor anti-2A bills that get through. Um, you really got to think about it from a, a right perspective because it's it's literally like increasing the cost of the hunting permits or it's not allowing a uh, retired police officer to get a free license to carry. You know, just weird, weird things like that. Right. And they classify that as an anti-gun bill. But it's like, eh, really, is it? Mm, I guess that's kind of in the. Uh, Eye of the beholder, uh, very questionable stuff. So here we go with uh, pull this up with the Senate bill. We got the Senate bill here, uh, and Jerry Springer. Looky there, uh, been a long time since we've uh, seen Jerry Springer pop in. So hopefully, this isn't uh, uh, just about getting firearms in the hands of trailer trash here. Let's hope, right? But uh, short bill nonetheless, four pages uh, on this, which is great. And this is uh, from Springer. So if you're out there, Springer is your rep. Again, get in talk, contact with your representative about these and everything links below. This is Senate Bill 545. Senate Bill, not House Bill. Uh, relating to authorizing certain persons to carry handguns without a license. So worded a little differently here. We've seen things worded without a license. We've things, seen things worded constitutional carry. We've seen things worded as far as alleviating uh, criminal penalty, right? Uh, we've got all this different jargon and everything else. Well, uh, it says uh, uh, section 46.15 penal code is amended by adding subsections uh, that read uh, below. Uh, and it basically it says uh, that the these sections of the penal code, which have to do with carrying a weapon, do not apply to the persons who are not prohibited under federal laws, 18 years or older. Uh, again, we get into this ex parte order, which we got to be real careful with uh, any red flag laws that are introduced in Texas because we already have, again, protection orders. Can't uh, stress that enough. Most all states that I'm aware of have had that sort of thing, this sort of thing in play for years. Red flag laws just enable uh, 
more abuse of a system that's already in play. Uh, but but I think, uh, you know, as far as this goes, I, most of this is, I hate to use the term common sense, right? But basically, if you're not prohibited, uh, you're good to go. Uh, as we scroll down, just, just looking, um, and this allows you to carry if you read. Uh, it says criminal, uh, code of criminal procedure. It says carries a handgun. Um, in a concealed manner or in a shoulder holster or belt holster. Now, for those out there that don't live in Texas that may not know, uh, yeah, our license to carry is is open or concealed. And um, if we're open, if we're concealed, there's you can you can carry it wherever, and there's not a brandishing or a printing uh, law or regulation right on that. Uh, but if you're open carrying, it needs to be in a shoulder or a belt holster right of some of some type so in other words you can't open carry on your ankle um drop leg holsters uh most law enforcement agencies that i know of they don't say much about that uh and even chest rigs uh, i've seen some people uh in town that have went hunting that use a chest rig and they weren't given any hassle because that loops around the shoulders. So technically that's a shoulder holster. A chest rig is the same as a drop leg attaches to your belt. Right. So basically all this is saying is that, yeah, it, you basically get pretty much the same carry privileges um, that somebody does. That is uh, a license to carry. That's basically what this is in, in four quick pages. Right. Uh, now, you don't get some of the perks of the license to carry, like uh, the the bap- bypass on the NICS check, for example, when you're, um, when you're, uh, yeah, when you find a firearm. And then is there potentially, you know, can be argued, too, if you're utilizing constitutional carry as opposed to a license to carry, is there potential for civil liability there, right? Would you be more protected? Um, from civil liability if you actually had a license to carry. Uh, a lot of arguments that, yes, it would afford you uh, quite a bit more by way of, uh, of civil protections. But uh, criminally, again, most of this deals with penal codes uh, and the criminal uh, carrying of firearms, criminal unlicensed, right, carrying a firearm. So, yeah, Springer, uh, this would be Senator Springer. Um Hopefully not Jerry Springer, but Senator Springer, uh, Senate Bill uh, 545. Again, all six of these down in the uh, comments below, where I mean the, the description below, wherever you're at. Click them, read them, uh, go through them, email me. We'll have a conversation on bits and pieces or parts of these um, as I read through them and, and study them a little more moving forward. And then I've got one more, and then uh, we've been going about a half hour. i got to get out here and get ready for the uh for the Monday podcast, but we've got one more, and this is going to be that joint resolution, um, which is right here, I think. Pull it up. Yes, it is. So a joint resolution. Uh, one page, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> and uh, this, there's a reason this is just one page. This is a constitutional amendment, and this is to the state uh, constitution. Uh, now, this is presented by Hall. And I, I'm guessing since it's a Senate joint resolution, the way I understand it is that's a uh, that's both. It's entered into the House and the Senate at the same time. And I don't know if Hall is a senator or a I don't know. But anyway, Hall introduced it. I don't know if he's a, uh, a representative or a senator. But anyway, Senate joint resolution number 24. 
Um, but anyway, it says joint re resolution proposing a constitutional amendment to prohibit the legislature from requiring a license or permit uh, for the wearing of arms. Be it resolved by the legislature of the state of Texas, section 1, uh, section 23, article 1, Texas Constitution, is amended to read as follows. Uh, every citizen shall have the right to keep and bear arms in the lawful defense of himself or the state. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, and then they're going to strike this. It says uh, they're going to add the, but before it said, but the legislature shall have power. Now it says the legislature shall have power by law to regulate the wearing of arms uh, with a view to prevent crime, adding, but may not require a citizen of the state to obtain a license or permit to wear arms. Right? Um, so that's that's an interesting caveat that they put in this. Uh, a lot of people may have a problem with that. <laughs> um, and then the beauty right here of uh, a constitutional amendment is uh, November 2nd, 2021, the people. It goes on a ballot and the people vote this one in, right? So this is one we've got to watch because um, it is giving the legislature said shall have power by law to regulate the wearing of arms, wearing of arms, right? Um, but it, it doesn't require the citizen of the state to obtain a license or permit to wear arms. So I don't know what this, I'm, I'm not getting this. If this is uh, anybody out there is looking or listening to this and they don't quite get it. Uh, that's why I saved this one for last is I don't understand. Cause it's like we, we want the legislation to have power to regulate the wearing of arms, but we don't, but we don't want to, we want to cut their uh, ability to require the citizens to get a license to wear arms. So uh, it's weird. And, and maybe they're doing this because if we go back to that last, I think it's that last Senate bill that we looked at, Maybe they're doing this because they want to say, with the wearing of arms, they want to say, okay, well, you need to wear it in a shoulder holster or a, uh, if you're open carrying, right, then you need to wear it in the same fashion as the license to carry set, right? Maybe they want to tie it over into that. So, okay, you can constitutional carry, but it needs to be in a shoulder holster or a, um, or in a belt holster, right? So it's like, we don't care if you have a license to carry or not, but you need to carry it. What it be. If you're open carrying, you need to carry in one of these two places. And so um, I think that could be a little more defined. But with that said, we've got to be real careful when we start talking about constitutional amendments, right? Being at the federal level, being at the state level, whatever. We don't want them too convoluted. We really want them to be fairly simple. Because if you get way off into the mud and the muck on some constitutional amendments, that's when you start uh, creating issues. A lot of times, right? And basically, that is the uh, gist. It says right here uh, that this proposed constitutional amendment shall be submitted to the voters at an election to be held November the second, twenty twenty-one. The ballot shall be printed to provide for voting for or against the proposition, the constitutional amendment prohibiting the legislature from requiring a license or permit for the wearing of arms. So, 
the part about them having power that's been in there for quite some time now. So they're just adding that they can't require a license. Again, this is a, uh, SJR joint resolution number 24 by, I don't know, either representative or Senator Hall. So that is it. That is all six of the, um, yeah, all six of the bills that I could find. Again, shout out, big thanks to Texas State Rifle Association for everybody out there. Maybe you come in late, whatever. Uh, if you want to catch up, keep up uh, and all of that stuff. Let me pause what I've got going here. Then I've got the links down in the description to below to every one of these again uh for those that are in audio podcast world and maybe you just got a pen and a piece of paper and want to jot these down we're talking about house bill 1927 house bill 1927 house bill 1587 house bill 1587 we've talked about house bill 1238 1238 uh we've talked about house bill 1094 that's House Bill 1094 uh talked about uh Senate joint resolution SJR 24 that's sjr 24 uh and then uh, senate bill 545 that's sb senate bill sb 545 so uh links are in that description i probably keep saying the comments and my apologies on that uh yeah we've got the lounge coming up for all y'all that did jump in live thanks for uh, jumping in live and hearing the boring stuff thing was just to cut something real quick and a podcast form get it out there that way people know that these bills have been filed. There's some good news on the horizon. Uh, we hear about all the bad bills that are introduced and people freak out and worry about the bad. And we got six here, at least six that I could find. According to Texas State Rifle Association, there was more, but I could only find these six. Uh, but we've got at least six that's been introduced here in Texas. So not uncommon for a legislative session here in Texas. So I don't want anybody out there thinking, oh, my God, the crazy amount of deals they did. No, nah, not really. We we have several, it seems like, each cycle that get introduced that spin their wheels and don't go anywhere. But the more we get introduced, the more likely one will get through. And that's the that's the beauty, right? That's the shock and awe that the other side um, usually uses against us, a tactic they use. Um, against us. Makojo says, good luck, Texas. Wish his state had these issues. Uh, hopefully one day as we can get more more states leaning that direction and hopefully one day it uh, it becomes contagious, right? Just a little bit. Uh, but anyway, what was I going to, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say about, um, about everything, but uh, yeah, just, you know, focus on some of the positive. That's what I wanted to do and, and put this out there for you guys. So pass it on. Let people know some good is going on in Texas. Some things are going down. Uh, quote some of these uh, bill numbers. Use them. Go study them if you uh, so choose. Again, links are down in that description. Uh, heck, you may understand them a little better than me. And then you may find issues with some of the parts and pieces of some of these. Because I did just skim over them. I wanted to get them on your radar. 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 Your radio. Your radar. Uh, as soon as possible. So, yeah, with that, we've got the lounge coming up. It's going to talk about some cold weather and everything else. I know that across the country right now, uh, crazy cold winter weather and temperatures. Hopefully, everybody's staying warm uh, and staying safe and all of that good stuff. But, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of hours in the lounge. And, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out live uh, on this. And for those in the replay that have went this long, a little over 30 minutes now, uh, you're rock stars. Uh, take this information, run with it, uh, do, what, do with it what you may. And uh, we'll catch you on the next uh, Cloverdack podcast. Never know when that's going to be, when it's going to pop up, when it's going to be live, when it's going to be recorded. But rest assured that it will. So uh, till then, we are uh, pretty much gone, my friends.
Peace out.